Well, I appreciate all these musicians and singers coming early and practicing. They was rolling in here at 9 o'clock this morning to sing songs, practice songs. Amen. The Bible said, sing a new song. And then it said, sing skillfully. And then it said, and loud. Amen. So some people say, I don't like new songs. Well, the songs you like were new one time. <laughs> I don't remember Amazing Grace being a new song, but there was a day when a guy stood up and he was the first one to sing. And people thought, what kind of song is that? <laughs> Amen. It was a new song. It was skillful and hopefully it was loud. Amen. Praise God. Something about the anointing that raises the volume. Whether it's a singer, musician, preacher, somebody just worshiping God, the anointing will make you loud. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I didn't say that because I'm about to get loud. I was just saying that. Because it don't matter. Praise God. Number six in verse one. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When either man or woman. I like it when it breaks it down, man or woman. Because it means anybody. When anybody shall separate themselves to vow a vow. Everybody say vow a vow. If anybody shall separate themselves to vow a vow of a Nazarite, to separate themselves unto the Lord, he shall separate himself from wine and strong drink and shall drink no vinegar of wine or vinegar of strong drink. Neither shall he drink any liquor of grapes nor eat moist grapes or dried. No raisins either. All the days of his separation shall he eat nothing that is made of the vine tree from the kernels even to the husk. All the days of the vow, everybody say it again, vow. All the days of the vow of his separation, there shall no razor come upon his head until the days be fulfilled. In the which he separateth himself unto the Lord, he shall be holy and shall let the locks of the hair of his head grow. All the days that he separateth himself unto the Lord, he shall come at no dead body. He shall not make himself unclean for anybody, for his father or his mother, for his brother or for his sister, when they die, because the consecration of his God is upon his head. All the days of his separation, he is holy unto the Lord. Amen. Judges, the 13th chapter. The first verse, and the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. Amen. I, it's disturbing sometimes to read the Old Testament and realize how many times they just failed over and over and over and over again. But it says they did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines forty years. And there was a certain man of Zorah of the family of the Danites whose name was Manoah. And his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now, therefore, beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son. And no razor shall come on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Amen. The story of Samson is that he's going to vow a vow. And he's going to be the one that begins to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. Amen. I want to preach for a little while from this title, The Power of Making and Keeping a Vow. Making and Keeping a Vow. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. 
I need some prayer warriors to help me in this house. Amen. Could you lift it up to Jesus? I need you in this place, God. I need your strength in this place, God. Oh, if it's appropriate, why don't you join up with somebody next to you? Come on, join your faith with theirs. Come on, God, I give it all to you today. Come on, I wonder if somebody could open up their heart to Jesus like you never have before. More powerfully, more committed than you've ever been before. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I feel God wanting to take somebody to a new level. I feel God calling people on up higher. Come out of her, my people. Oh, God's going to do miracles. Come on, why don't somebody praise him right now in the house? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. I want to preach about, everybody see, the power making and keeping a vow. Amen. Praise God. Everybody say a vow. A vow by biblical definition would mean to give. It would mean to consecrate or dedicate to God by a solemn promise. Amen. A vow is a promise. Vows are very important to God. Amen. I said they're important to God. Amen. In a world that says do whatever you feel like doing, I'm going to preach no, make a vow to God. I know it don't go over well in our world today that has struggled with commitments. But I'm going to still preach it's right to make vows unto God. You won't make it to heaven unless you do make a vow to God. Because there'll be things come against you. You've got to have a made up mind, a made up heart. I'm going to do what it takes to make it to heaven. Amen. Vows are important. In Ecclesiastes, the Bible said, when thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it. For he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Pay your vows. Render unto God what's his. Don't forget when you said, God, if you'll help me out of this trial, I'll be the biggest prayer warrior in that church. Come on, don't forget when you said, God, if you'll heal my body, I'll get up on my feet like everybody else and I'll praise God. Defer not. Hallelujah, how easy it is to forget about the deals that we make with God. You say, God, if you'll put my marriage back together, I'm going to praise you. God, if you'll help me out of this jam, I'm going to be the biggest tithes payer in that church. Or the most faithful. If you'll take this pain away from me, You'll change the judge's mind and I don't have to go to prison. I'll be the most faithful one in church. I'll get out of the lazy boy and I'll go to church on Sunday morning. Hey, don't forget what you told God. If you'll fill me with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I hope this is all right. It might not get any better. 
A vow is an internal commitment that you make. It's a promise. It's the internal commitment you make to an outside source. In our study today, it's going to be making vows to God. And so in the law of Moses, what I began to read in Numbers, the sixth chapter was called a Nazarite vow. And this vow, if somebody would take the vow, it was going to change your appearance. It was going to change what you consumed. It was going to change what you touched and what you didn't touch. It was going to change what you allowed in your mouth. Well, praise God. In a world that says you ain't going to tell me what to do, this Bible says if you're going to make a vow to God, it's going to change you from the inside out. When you make a vow to live for God, you might as well get ready for everything to get turned upside down in your world. Your dreams, your desires, your future, when you give it to God. Come on, everybody clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. My philosophy is, God, whatever you want me to do, you just let me know. God, if you'll let me know, I'll do it. Amen. I'm not here to please my flesh. I'm not here to build myself up. I'm here to build the kingdom of God. And when you start making vows to God, you're going to end up looking a little bit different than everybody else. That's how I know people made vows, because they start changing. They don't act like they used to act. They don't say what they used to say. Hallelujah. I pray to God you never get the attitude, uh, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Amen. Because somebody will tell you what to do. Amen. They need to learn it when they're little children. Don't let the children run the household. For many reasons. First of all, they don't know how to run a household. But second of all, they need to learn how to let somebody tell them what to do. Hey, hey somebody's going to tell them what to do. Amen, I go to the prison and I preach to people that never learned how to let somebody tell them what to do. But now they're standing up and they're standing in line and moving when they say move. They're going forward when they say go forward. They're going backwards when they say go back. Hey, it'd be a lot better to let God's word inform you. Hallelujah. Amen. Problem with a lot of churches today is nobody makes vows anymore. A lot of altar time people just wanting to get out of trouble. Wanting the judge to get his mind changed by God or somebody make a phone call for him and phone a friend and get some help. And that's not what living for God is about. Thank God he gets us out of jail sometimes. Thank the Lord he heals our body and does wonderful things for us. That ain't why we're living for God. That ain't why you make vows to God. I'm telling you, when God begins to call people He calls people that he knows will make a vow to him. You want to know who God's going to use? He's going to use somebody willing to make a promise to him to do whatever he wants them to do. Oh, I feel like preaching. Amen. We got a lot of people that'll do certain things that they want to do. 
Amen. They're willing to do the things that they want to do and the things that they think would be popular. But there's a lot of vows won't make you any more popular. Matter of fact, when you make vows to God, you're going to stand out like a sore thumb. You're not going to be comfortable in a lot of situations you used to be comfortable in. You're not going to be comfortable in the gossip crowd anymore when you make a vow to God. You're not going to be comfortable listening to the secular music of the world when you make vows to God. Hallelujah. Boy, I feel like preaching. Men won't be comfortable dressing in women's clothes after they make a vow to God. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five. And women won't feel comfortable wearing men's clothing after they make a vow to God. Hey, it's time for the church to start making vows to God. On the surface, on the surface, when you began to study the word of God, it, you began to look at what God asked people to do it, uh, to the flesh. It, it's not really that appealing to the flesh. It begins to think about what I'm going to have to change and what I'm going to have to do. But can, can I just preach a little while to you? Amen, who God's looking for. So many people in this building today have so much opportunity, so much potential to be great things for God. But where people trip up is over the vows. Oh, I feel like shouting right now. When God saw his people Israel were in bondage to the Philistines, which God is the one that delivered them over to them. It was like deliverance in reverse. Tell you don't want God mad at you. I said you don't want God mad at you. You need the favor of God in your life. You think it's hard warring against the Philistines? Uh, Wait until God starts handing you over to them. When God gets on their side because he's so mad at you uh, because you won't do what he told you to do. uh. Come on, church. Uh, Hey, man, we need God more than we've ever needed him before. Uh, Whatever you do, don't get him mad at you. So when God began to look for a man to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines, he began to look for a man who had made vows in his life. (laughs) And a lot of people say, use me, God. Use me, God. God, let me... I began to think about Samson was his father came from the tribe of Dan. When you think about the tribe of Dan, it's not like a a super spiritual tribe. Matter of fact, the last uh, words that Jacob gave to his son Dan was, you're like a snake in the road that bites the horse and makes the riders fall off. I don't know what all that means, but it don't sound like a real spiritual prophecy to me. Dan would be the place where they would put a golden calf later on in Jeroboam's days and try to get people to not go to Jerusalem and pray, just stay here and worship the idol. Dan would be where idolatry would take over. and Think about it. Think about who God chose. 
Think about all the Levites and the priests that were in Jerusalem. When God got ready to pick a man, he wasn't worried about what tribe he came out of. I hope this is going to be all. Till we get so hung up on who's who and what their name is and what their DNA is and let me tell you, if I could just uh, just rub shoulders with somebody smart, it's going to help me out. No, let me tell you what's going to help you out. is when you learn how to make vows to God. You ain't even got to know anybody. Nobody's even got to know who you are. But if you make vows to God, he looks down. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost backing me up right now. Come on, lift your hands with me. Come on, church, help me pray for a moment. In the name of Jesus. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray. Somebody's going to make a change in this house today. Sanamaha. Oh, help me, Lord, in this place. Help me, Lord, in this place. Help me, Lord, in this place. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. People that want to be used of God's so bad. And I feel there are many people that could do great things for God in this room this morning. And I've got a word from the Lord. It's not your DNA that's going to make it work. It's not going to be a phone call you make that makes it work. It ain't your last name that's going to make it work. It ain't your family that's going to make this work. Come on, I come to speak to some common people today. Some common people today. I'm talking about the salt of the earth. God's wanting to pull some people out of some unlikely places and do great works in their life. See what God's looking at. He's looking at the vows that people make. The most impactful people in the kingdom of God are the people that are the most committed to God. Hallelujah. The people that you think, boy, they just somehow made it all the way. They must have a special uh, way to talk to people. They must have a special gift that God gave them to be able to bring people to an altar. They must have something special. They come up with such amazing stories and analogies and impact so many lives. But I can tell you, every one of them that you think that are so amazing and doing so much in the kingdom of God, If I could take you to the other side of the curtain and let you read the back story on those individuals, I can tell you there's people that have made unbelievable commitments to God. They've made vows. Amen. That you, boy, I feel Jesus in this place. Amen. They've made vows in prayer. They've made vows in fasting. 
They made vows in worship and attendance and teaching in every facet of their life. They've done things and everything else that everybody else is doing. Amen. There's things that they're not doing uh, simply because they made a vow to God. Uh, hey, if you'll bless me, uh, if you'll anoint me uh, all the days of my life, uh, I'll leave it alone. Amen. Help us, God. Help us, God. And the most powerful people in the kingdom of God I ever met was a lady named Agnes Holmes. Man, she could touch God and get a word from God. I'm not talking about just rambling. I'm talking about a word from God when she had no idea what you were even praying about. She could tell you You need to whatever. God said, I'll do it. And it was, I always thought, how on earth does she do this? Remember, the longer I was around her, the more I realized that that woman prayed all day long. She prayed all night long. If she wasn't talking to you, she was talking to him. If she wasn't giving somebody a church card, she was praying. When she was washing dishes, she was praying. When she was cooking, she was praying. Amen. She wasn't following the latest fads and styles and trying to. Until you get a habit of trying to follow the latest of everything, you're going to end up. In trouble with God's what you end up with. Amen. I don't care what everybody else does. You ought to just slow down a little bit. Say, God, I want to be pleasing to you. Amen. I don't want to get into something that would disappoint you. Amen. Can I just preach to you for a little while what it takes to make a vow to God? Amen. When nobody's looking, uh, you got to be submitting to God. Uh, your prayer has got to be, uh, search me, oh God. Uh, turn the spotlight from heaven on my soul. Uh, if you find anything that shouldn't be, uh, take it out. Hallelujah. The unpopular thing about vows is you don't, you don't fit in the crowd very well. I said you won't fit in the crowd very well when you start making vows to God. I hope I can just be honest with you all. I'm not, I'm not trying to build a self-righteous church, I hope you understand. And I don't want you to think anything of me. But I was sitting on that pew right there the other day. I was praying, God, send revival to this church. I was praying, God, heal people. God, set the captive free. I wasn't asking God for a word. I was just talking to him. I was telling him how I want him to bless all you people. I was telling him I want him to bless your marriages. I want him to bless your finances. Every way you turn, I was praying, God, every way they turn, bless them. Whatever they touch, let it turn to gold. And I was just going through my, you know I'm your biggest supporter. I hope you know that. Amen. I was just going through my little prayer time, God. Give them a double portion of your anointing. God, when they pray, let it be so easy for them to get a breakthrough. God, strengthen every one of them. I was just praying along and all of a sudden, it was just like a voice came down and said, 
Instagram is a grove. And I thought, what? And I began to replay in my mind the voice I just heard. Instagram is a grove. And this may just be for me. I've been praying and I don't know. But I'm just preaching to you about vows and what God does to people that make vows. I heard a voice. Instagram is a grove. And it kind of, it just caught me off guard. And I thought, what is a grove anyway? Just a bunch of trees. And I thought, how would Instagram be a grove of trees? So when I got through praying, I went home. Because we ain't got no internet here. I started studying. Why did the heathen use groves? I began to study what they did. Obviously, they would worship the groves. Worship the trees, and that's wrong. But in the middle of the grove, they would build their idol. They would build Chemosh, Baal, Ashtaroth, all the gods of the world. They would build them right in the middle of a grove. And if it wasn't bad enough for the world to go bow down in the grove to the idols, the people of God started visiting the groves. And they would go get in contact with idolatry. Oh, I feel Jesus backing me up right now. Hey, I began to pray. God, I mean, what are you trying to tell me? I mean, and it was just like the Lord began to deal with me. People have got rid of all the Hollywood out of their homes. They're not looking at bad stuff on the internet. They know to go the right way. But they got one little avenue where they go and get in contact with the idols of the world. Now, I'm in a very uh, strange place right now. We got kids sitting on pews that Instagram is older than they are. They was born with Instagram. And I'm not telling parents what to do. I'm telling you what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm telling you I want to be a Samson for the kingdom of God. Instead of somebody that gets passed over. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this I thought about thought about people with innocent motives that could go to a social media site and maybe all you followed was churches and preachers and good people and friends and your intention are to show your grandbabies and all this good stuff and that's what you know the devil's always got a way of tricking people But I thought about in my own experience, there are idols in this world that I know who they are. I know what their face looks like. I know what their name looks like. And there's only one way I know it. I've never been to their concerts. I've never Googled their names. But somehow it got thrown right in front of my face. Getting kind of quiet in here. But I'm going to preach to this church. I'm telling you, there's things that Hebrews talks about get rid of the sin. But then it talks about getting rid of the weights that get a hold of you. And try to drag you down where you can't be what God wants you to be. Come on. When I heard the voice, I didn't even know what it meant. 
I just deleted it off my phone real fast. God, I don't want you to come back. I don't want you to call my name. Call me out of this world when you spoke to me. Told me this is where people go to see idols. Help me, God. Come on, church. If we ever, if there ever was a day where we need to get our thumb on some things. If there ever was a day, I'm telling you, the last generation upon whom the ends of the world have come. We need to make sure instead of joining the world, we're coming out of the world. I've already said it, but the Bible said, come out of her. Come out of her. Come out of her, my people. What are they talking about? It's the world system and the way the world uses mediums to Put garbage in people's minds. I hope you know what I'm preaching about right now. I'm not declaring anybody you do have to do anything or nothing. I hope you know where I'm standing right now. I'm standing as the watchman on the wall that's telling people, if you ain't careful, huh? You'll get drugged into a grove uh, and you'll be listening to their music uh, and wearing their clothing uh, and painting your face like they're painting uh, and painting your skin like they're painting. Uh. <laughs> Hallelujah. How hard would it be to make a vow said I'm not going to be Defile with a portion of the king's meat. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I, 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 I believe that the Lord is about to come back. I, I, I don't think it would be smart, amen, for the church to be all up in the middle of the world's business. All up in the world's fads. And and you know the names of their songs. And you know how many three-pointers they made last night. Not because you watched an NBA movie, but because you were scrolling through and they just put it in front of you. Hey, man. Hey, we'd be better off to not even know who they are. We're not supposed to learn the ways of the heathen is what the Bible said. Uh, hey, and if that's what they're doing. I'm troubled today. Troubled today because it's like people struggle with vows so much. Remember in North Little Rock, being in church and they come up with this thing called Facebook. My pastor would preach against it and he'd get red in the face and say, get off of that. He'd say, put your face in that book. We kind of evolved into where our services are on it. So you know where we're at. We're we're in the middle of something, a dangerous footing, you could say. Where we're trying to reach the world, but still separate from the world. And I don't have all the answers, but I do know you're not going to take me to a grove. You're not going to take me to a rock concert. You're not going to take me to a country music concert. You're not taking me to watch the Cowboys play. And I ain't going to take myself there either. When nobody's looking, I'm not going to take my own self there. That's what a vow is. That's what a vow is. Hallelujah. I got it. 
got to get going. I'm not, please understand me, I'm not making a decree. I'm just telling you about what God's dealing with me about. I'm just telling you, uh, if you get hung up in it, it's not going to be your pastor's fault. It's not going to be blood on my hands uh, if your little boy starts singing songs of the world, saying words of the world. Have you not noticed when Instagram first came out, it was just pictures, your pictures, and the people you followed, you chose. That's how the church says, oh, yeah, praise God. I can look at my grandbabies. I can look at, look at this big old deer I kill. It was like innocence. Well, let me tell you, the devil hates innocence. Just like he hated Adam and Eve in the garden. If you began to do history on social media, it changes. It begins one thing and then they add a feature. And then they add a feature. And then they add a feature. And then while you're trying to look at who you want to look at, then they start showing you who they think you ought to be looking at. And you see uh, how it goes from you looking at your grandbabies and big white-tailed deer to the Britney Spears of the world when they shouldn't even know who they are. Hey, to those that perish, this is foolishness. But to those of us that are saved, it is the power of God. Man, I, I deleted, I, I didn't plan to tell all this, but God's working on me. I deleted it off my phone, and, and so I thought, well, I need to keep it on my iPad in case somebody messages me. You know, where's, what's the church address? A lot of people, they didn't have my phone number, you know, maybe that. Oh, God. Oh, God, help us. Oh, God help us. I want to tell you who God, he bypassed all the Levites. He bypassed the tribe of Judah. And he went over here to Dan and picked out a no-namer that nobody knows on the backside of the desert. He said, hey, you're going to have a boy. Your boy ain't going to be like all them other boys. Your boy ain't even going to be like the church boys. He's going Hey, just because they a church boy or a church girl don't mean they all right. Mom and daddy, it's time to open your... I'm going over here to a man that nobody knows to a no-namer. You know, the Bible doesn't tell what Samson's mama's name was. It just says this woman. Samson's mama was a no-namer. Her name wasn't even important enough to write it in there. If you've... Maybe my wife will sing, he knows my name at the end. <laughs> Nobody knew it. Maybe that's why it wasn't written in there. Nobody would have known who it was. She didn't have any fruit and didn't have a name. <laughs> no children, no name. And God said, you know what? I got a feeling this woman... If I tell her what I expect, she'll make the vow. 
<laughs> the angel of the Lord comes up to a no-name woman. Says, you know what? You're going to have a son. But I want you to have a vow. You about to change some things. And then you're going to have a son. He's going to change some things. You're going to make some vows. And when this happens, when this happens, I'm going to use the man who made a vow to begin to deliver Israel. Oh, hallelujah. If you're troubled inside today, I feel like a no-namer. <laughs> you tell you, it don't mount to a hill of beans. Your name is irrelevant. None of it matters except what is in your heart. Because the vow will make you change. Can I preach to you? You want to know why when you get married you don't just get a piece of paper? You ever thought about why you, they don't just give you a piece of paper? Because paper's worthless. Paper don't keep people from breaking marriages. What keeps people from breaking marriages? It's vows. Some people think if you put a rock on your finger, that's going to keep it all together. That's just going to get you in trouble. They don't keep marriages together. I'll tell you what keeps marriages together? A vow. A vow is something that's inside of you. You know, I'm praying, God, don't let our walk with you be superficial. God said, I'm going to make a new covenant with people. It ain't going to be like the old covenant. You know what the old one was? It was a piece of paper. You know what the law of Moses was? It was just tablets and rock. But it never got in their heart. So when it said, uh, thou shalt not kill, they could strangle you till you had one ounce of breath left in you. You could get as close to the edge as you wanted. It's just paper. God said, I'm going to make a new covenant. You know what the new covenant is? God said, I'm going to write it in their heart. Let me tell you something. You could read this from front to back. You could have men's Bible study, ladies' Bible study, youth Bible study. You can know it from front to back. But if it don't ever go from being this to being written in here. You'll never survive. Until you get this word down deep in your heart. You know why people quit church when somebody makes them mad? Because all they got is a piece of paper. You know why people quit marriages when somebody makes them mad? Praise God, it got kind of quiet. Because all they got is a piece of paper. But when you get something in your heart, circumstance don't change the vow. Bad days don't change the vow. Somebody singing your song. Somebody playing your instrument. Praise God. Praise God. You know what? It's time we go past superficial religion. And start making vows to God. Old time preachers that didn't even know how to read. 
were more anointed than some of the of our world today. Amen. You know why? Because what they did know was in their heart. What they did know, nobody was going to take it out. Amen. Boy, I feel Jesus backing me up right now. Hey, I'm telling you, if you will learn how to make a vow, it's going to change your life. Hey, the man who made a vow is picking up the gates of cities. Carrying them up out of town. A man with a vow picked up the gates of a city and carried it out of town. And we think people are bound by the devil behind bars and chains. We think we could be um, fair weather Christians. And think we're going to help break that bondage. Uh, I don't mind if it gets quiet to me. I'll just clean out my ear. We think we're going to turn our city upside down. And just doing the least we can do. To maybe slip through and make it to heaven. You want the power of God? You got to learn how to make commitments in your life. Man, if, if even getting to the house of God's a struggle, you got a lot of trouble. You're in trouble. You got to get a hold of yourself. You got to get your flesh by the nap of the neck. I don't care if you're tired. You're hungry. I made a vow to God. If you'll save me, I'll live for you. Come on, church. Come on, church. Help me. Amen. Tell your vow you got to make. There's vows of separation. You got to come out from the world. You can't be like the world. But I want to tell you, if you don't pray, prayer is a vow. You know why it's a vow? Because there's going to be a lot of days you don't feel like it. There's going to be a lot of days where you think, man, I got a breakthrough yesterday. I could just cruise on for a few days. Daily prayer is a vow you got to make. But if you will make it, your life will go from being mundane to being powerful. I, I just, many years ago, I'm glad they didn't sing long because I'm, I'm taking a lot of time and I'm taking a little bit more. Many years ago, Bishop Booker preached a message about a little game he had or something. And it said, what level do you want to play at? What level? You see, some people just, some people like to play at the level where they can still smart off to people when they want to. And treat people like dirt when they want to. And use and abuse and slip around and look at stuff on the internet they shouldn't look at. And still come to church and get people to pray with them. Make sure they feel God. But some people, they want to play as high as they can play. Come on, I feel God drawing hearts right now. I want to tell you something, church. There's going to be a lot of shocked people when the rapture happens. There's going to if the righteous are scarcely saved, I'm talking about the people doing everything right, 
if they're barely saved is what that book said. Where's everybody else going to stand? Where's all the level ones going to stand? Come on, I'm trying to draw somebody a little higher today. I hope you I'm not trying to beat anybody up. I'm trying to make sure you get your mansion. Amen, but you can't stay level one and never make vows to God and think you're going to go up. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray right now. This is what the Bible said. Why don't you just stay and I'm I'm gonna quit. This is what the Bible said. But the people that do know their God. Everybody say the people. That know their God. Shall be strong. Shall be strong. Shall be strong. And do exploits. Too many people trying to learn the gods of the world they should have been spending some time in prayer let me see my phone for a second the iPhone's got a real scary feature on it see somebody's want my ID right now come on devil you can go backwards like this. Just slide backwards. And then you can go. You can click on there. And see how much time you've been spending. I think it would shock you. If you click backwards and. Looked and see how much time you've been wasting in the groves. Getting to know those gods. <laughs> you want to be strong? Anybody want to do exploits for God? Anybody want to be used mightily of God? Anybody want God to give you an assignment today? Anybody want God to use your hands in the gift of healing? Use your mind and your mouth in the gift of knowledge? Come on. The people that know our God. The people that know their God. They're going to be the strong ones. They're going to be the miracle workers. They're going to be the ones that God uses. I hope you, I hope you understand what I've preached. I'm done. If I could just get somebody to go up one level, a half a level, a quarter level, I could just get somebody going the right direction. I feel like God had helped me today. That God would confirm His Word. These altars are open. If you're happy where you're at and you're not interested in me anymore, God, you're dismissed. If you think you'd like to know God a little more, 
come on these altars are for the hungry these altars are for the people oh. Oh. come on God's been dealing with people about stuff God ain't just dealing with me he's dealing with everybody There's vows that people need to make in this room right now. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on, if you want more of God, I want you to lift your voice. Wherever you're at, in the altars, in the pews, begin to lift up your voice. God. You talk to me. God, you help me. God, would you strengthen me?